Brene Brown is an American professor, lecturer, author, and clinical social worker. Now, my graduate degree was also in social work. I finished in my late 20s and worked in the field several years. Therefore, I really appreciate her work. If you have not heard of her by now, I recommend looking her up on Netflix, YouTube, TED Talks, or anywhere you can pretty much listen to podcasts. Her work is highly acclaimed, and she deserves the recognition after spending several decades dedicating research to topics such as courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. After 20 years of research, she found that the most resilient people, joyful people, optimistic people, were found to share a few common variables. One major variable all these people had in common was gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 reads, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I've heard something like, I'm praying God reveals his will for my life, or I don't know what God's will for my life is. And I'm not going to deny that I've had seasons in my life where I've struggled with similar questions. But if we aren't asking God specific questions, then maybe we shouldn't expect God to give us specific answers. But let's put specifics aside for now and focus more on the general, as in what is God's general will for our lives? We might just find out that by following or obeying the general encouragements, we are sometimes led directly to the specific answers we sometimes wish for or need. Let's take a look at 1 Thessalonians 5.16, for example. Paul encourages us to give thanks in all circumstances. Thankfulness is gratitude. During the Thanksgiving holiday, my family has traditionally taken a pause for a slightly longer and maybe more appreciative pre-dinner prayer than the usual or casual get-together. But what if we prayed a prayer of thanks to our God in every and all circumstances of our lives? What would the everyday and practical ramifications of this kind of commitment be? Would it be fair to speculate that we might not even need to pray such prayers? Like, God, what is your will for my life? Micah 6.8 in the Bible reads, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Again and again and again, God lays out instruction for his people in the New and Old Testament. God's will for your life is not a secret. But what God reveals to you once you follow his will is the secret. This is a mystery and a secret because God's revelations of wisdom are not exclusively, but very often reserved for the seekers of righteousness or the obedient followers of Christ. Consecration, wisdom, and purity can be achieved, and it can be received even though we will always mess up, but we're not perfect, and sin at times We are not sinners, though. We are not sinners. We are saints who sin. Did you ever notice in some of Paul's epistles, he addresses the readers as saints? Paul also, in his epistles, confidently declares that God's will for his life is in the relationship with God and that he is definitely a part of it, even if he doesn't even exactly know what his next move in life is. Paul also begins many letters with the immense gratitude he practiced, and Paul prayed. 
Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The Mysteries of the Gospel I don't have a neat, wise, and clever conclusion to this podcast, but a pattern has been revealed in my own study of gratitude and thankfulness. Paul knew the secret of being content in all circumstances. Philippians chapter 4 has a header, thanks for their gifts, and then it reads, or Paul writes, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. At last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And I noticed a pattern of Paul practicing gratitude. And after 20 years of research and social work, Brene Brown found gratitude in resilient people and who in history documented resiliency better than Paul. In 2 Corinthians, he boasts, I am more, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have often known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak, and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin, and I do not inwardly burn? Listen to the opening words that Paul chooses to use in all his letters. You can pretty much go to almost any epistle and read the beginning of chapter 1 and... Paul comes at things with a very grateful approach. In 1 Corinthians, so chapter 1, 1 through 9, this is how Paul starts his letter. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brothers, Sosthenes, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The header is Thanksgiving. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you, Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear how in 
these scriptures, you're hearing about God's will, God's call, your purpose, your move, your steps. We can go to Galatians, Galatians chapter 1, 1 to 5. Paul starts again, clarifying Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our Father God, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And we can look at Philippians chapter 1, the intro, 1 through 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the header, thanksgiving and prayer. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let's look at Colossians again, Colossians chapter 1, the beginning 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. And the header, thanksgiving and prayer. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and now the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you, in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also has told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 
And we can go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 1 through 10. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of Thessalonia, Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. And the header here reads, Thanksgiving for the Thessalonians' faith. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and our Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, in deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and our Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. And in 2 Thessalonians, again, I'm just laying out the pattern here for us to recognize 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, 1 through 12. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The header here reads, Thanksgiving and prayer. We ought to always... Thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all you have had for one another is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to those who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel for our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we go to Timothy, 1 Timothy, again, chapter 1, 12 to 14. The header is the Lord's grace to Paul. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me the strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. 
Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Titus chapter 1, 1 to 3. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and which now at his appointed season he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. Again, Philemon chapter 1, 1 to 7, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also Aphaia and our sister Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church who meets in our home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The header here is thanksgiving and prayer. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. And Ephesians chapter 1, 1 to 23, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Header here is praise for spiritual blessings in Christ. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding he made known to us the mysteries of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the time has reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Title header, Thanksgiving and Prayer. For this reason, ever since I heard about you and your faith in Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that God our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably 
great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So as I mentioned before, I don't have a neat, wise, and clever conclusion to this podcast, but I'm hoping that you see the pattern here that was in every opening chapter of his letters, of Paul's letters. Remember, rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Allow me to pray for you if you don't mind. Dear Lord, thank you that you are a good God. You encourage and challenge us to see the good in all things, and we are thankful But we couldn't do this without your help, Lord. So we ask you as a loving and faithful father to give us wisdom in this season to see and enlighten our path. Father, grant us in your grace what we need for our steps in life, that we might not stumble confused and lost in the dark. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen.